Praise the Lord for that. We don't have to go to the, with our lambs or our sheep to the tabernacle anymore and offer up those sacrifices and uh, that we have that perfect lamb. That's an amazing thing. What a, a great time in Christian history to be alive where uh, that ultimate lamb sacrifice has already been uh, offered up and that precious blood has been shed and for the remission of our sins and for our salvation. And so we're thankful for that. I'd ask you this morning to turn your Bibles to Galatians chapter number 6. Galatians number 6, and read a few verses uh, starting in verse number 7. Brother Don mentioned a revival service is coming up, and we're looking forward to, to next week with Brother Moon coming into town and preaching uh, for some special services, kicking off Sunday uh, morning, and then uh, Sunday evening we have Monday, Tuesday uh, night, and, or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night at 7 o'clock as well. And uh, so I trust you've got those time slots cleared off and planned to attend. And uh, we're looking forward to how the Lord's going to work there. Please continue to pray regarding that. Uh, we have uh, Galatians chapter 6, verse number 7. It says, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. And he that soweth to the Spirit... Uh, shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we, have, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are, are, who are of the household of faith. 
The subject matter uh, for this morning's message is is found in uh, the passage we just read, and uh, we use relative terms to describe it. We often say that it is something that is knocking. We say that it may not knock twice. Uh, We say that you may seize it, or that you don't want to miss it, or that you could even have lost out on it. Uh, It is often referred to as being golden as well, and that is opportunity. We all have opportunity in life, but not all opportunities are golden. Uh, we, uh, we see uh, that uh, there are many opportunities in our lives that <laughs> if we capitalize on them or take advantage of those opportunities, uh, it's not going to end very well for us. Not all opportunities are created equal. But we are all presented with tremendous amounts of opportunity in the lives in which we live. How you respond to the opportunities that you're presented with is your choice. But we should all be well aware that the results of our decisions are our responsibility as well. We will bear the consequences for our reaction or our response to each and every opportunity that we face in our lives. There are opportunities that we may choose to ignore, as in we choose not to participate in them. We willingly make a conscious decision, I will ignore this opportunity. There are opportunities that we may lose out on through procrastination, maybe laziness. Sometimes it's because of a lack of knowledge or understanding of a situation, but we may lose out on an opportunity. There are opportunities that we regret. Opportunities where, on, in hindsight or even in the moment, we, we realize or recognize that we should have not <laughs> seized on that opportunity. There are opportunities that we create by force, where no opportunity actually existed. And this is not always a negative thing. We create opportunity each and every time we purposefully go out and try to lead a soul to Christ. We are creating opportunity. It's an opportunity created by force. It's not something that was there that presented itself to us. We created that situation. And so you may respond with uh, an opportunity because it was something that you uh, forced, you brought into existence. There is opportunities that are missed. They come right, right by in front of us. And we miss them. What we choose to do, the outcome of the opportunities that we face is genuinely up to us, but I want you to understand that there is always an outcome to every opportunity. The Bible told us here as we opened this passage, it said, Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. As you sow, you will reap. For he that soweth to the flesh shall of his flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. There is always a sowing and reaping in every opportunity that we face in life. The Bible gives us (laughs) numerous illustrations and stories, accounts of people's lives who sowed and reaped. In the book of Joshua chapter 2, you find the story of Rahab. And how she was presented an opportunity by the spies who had come in to spy out the land of Jericho. And we see where these spies presented themselves to her and 
And they said, hey, if you'll not tell the king what's going on when we come to uh, destroy this city, we'll spare your life. She's presented with an opportunity. And because she had heard of who God was and how he was blessing and protecting and and guiding this this, uh, invading force, the Israelis, uh, she's opted to go ahead and keep the secret. In uh, Joshua chapter 6 and verse number uh, 23, it says, And the young men that were spies went in and brought out Rahab and, and her father and her mother and her brethren and all that she had, and they brought it out all her kindred and left them without the camp of Israel. That walled city, that great walled city of Jericho would fall, but before it fell, Rahab reaped what she had sown. An opportunity presented itself to her, and she seized that opportunity with great wisdom. She saw what God was doing, she saw the scenario, and and with wisdom and understanding, she made a decision and, and reaped the results of her decision. The antithesis of this would be found in Luke chapter 22, where it says, Then Satan entered into Judas. And Judas, if you were to read down through that chapter, sought for an opportunity to betray the Lord. He was presented with an opportunity, money in exchange for an individual. Money in exchange for betrayal of trust. And he too took his opportunity. And he too, just as Rahab reaped what she had sown, Judas also reaped what he had sown. In Matthew chapter 27, verse number 3 through 5, it says, Then Judas, which had betrayed him, betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself, and brought again the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned, and that I have betrayed innocent blood. And they said, What is that to us? See thou to that. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and hanged himself. Judas reaped what he had sown. An opportunity presented itself. He weighed out the consequences, what he thought the consequences would be, obviously without wisdom and lacking understanding because he had regret, but you know what? It was too late for him. The opportunity had come and gone, and, and now it was done. He repented, but the, the Bible is very clear that uh, it was too late for his soul. He had made a decision that he was now going to be reaping the consequences for, for all of eternity. This should place in our minds the gravity of the situation. It should place in our minds the importance of the opportunities that you and I face. We live in a land of opportunity. Not just because of our abundance of wealth, but we live in a land of opportunity because of our spiritual knowledge. Because of our position with Christ. If you're a child of God, you, you have great opportunity in front of you. And you're faced with opportunity day in and day out. How do you respond in these situations? The challenge in today's passage was to do it as often as we could. As often as we had opportunity, in verse number 10 it says, If we have therefore opportunity, let us do good 
unto all men. So in context, our passage today is talking about good opportunities. That you and I are faced with opportunities to do well in our lives. In verse uh, number 1, you'd see there that there's an opportunity to restore. Ye that are spiritual, if a man be caught in a sin, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one. So we have opportunity in our lives to help bring restoration in other people's lives. Is that an opportunity that you take advantage of? Or is it about tearing people down? Are you a source of encouragement and and strength? Or are you a drag on people's spiritual life or even just their emotional condition? In verse number 2, we see opportunity to bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. We have great opportunity. There are church members this morning with great burden in their lives. Not just burden as we may picture it as a a heavy, uh, overbearing load of of circumstances or difficulties. Uh, There are church members and fellows, uh, brothers and sisters in Christ and those around you who are under a burden of sin. And they need somebody to come alongside them and encourage them and speak truth to them. And we have that opportunity. In verse number 3, we see opportunity for us to remain humble. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. We have opportunity in our lives and oh how important humility is if we're to be used by the Holy Spirit of God. Pride puffeth up. And it brings a man low. In verse number four we see that we have opportunity to do the Lord's work, but let every man prove his own work. In verse number six, we see that we have opportunity for us to learn or to be teaching. Let him that taught, uh, let him that is taught in the word, communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. We have opportunity to be learned. We have or to be learning. We have opportunity to be teaching, and and this is the context in which we come to verse uh, number uh, seven and eight, where we see that there is opportunity for us to reap and to sow. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Verse number 9, it tells us, and let us not be weary in all of these opportunities that present themselves and all of these things I've just mentioned, opportunities to bring restoration and opportunities to bear burdens, opportunities to remain humble, opportunities to do the Lord's work and opportunities to learn or to be teaching and opportunities to sow and to reap and be not weary in that well-doing don't be weary in it don't be faint we have great opportunity in front of us and and what the lord needs today is a church who is willing to seize the opportunity with great fervency this opportunity is is, is so critical. These are good opportunities I'm speaking about. There are bad opportunities, and we need to be weary of the bad opportunities, but we should not be weary of well-doing. Oh, how easy it is to become faint in the faith. To become discouraged, to become downtrodden, to, to give up hope. But the encouragement to the church of Galatia and the encouragement to us today is be not weary in well-doing. And as we have therefore, verse number 10, and as we have therefore, 
He's referring to everything I just said. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men. Especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Opportunity is knocking. For every individual in this room today, opportunity is knocking. How are we going to respond to that? I have a brief challenge for us this morning, and I want to pray before we begin, but this is an opportunity right now. In the moments in which we find ourselves settled here, we are in opportunity. How will we respond? And let's have that mindset as we go in to make a decision with the opportunity that is presented. Father, we ask that you would guide and direct this service. And as we consider the opportunities that are presented to us, Lord, we ask that you would uh, make things clear in our hearts and our lives. May your Holy Spirit bring wisdom and direction. Lord, we are faced with constant bombardment of decision-making. Lord, I pray that we would seize on these good opportunities that you present our way. In Jesus' name we ask, amen. There's a couple observations that I want to make this morning about the idea of opportunities. The first thing that I'd like to point out is that opportunity is passing by. Opportunity is passing by. Some more rapidly than others, and yet they are all in motion. There is not an opportunity that is standing still. Every situation or option that comes in your life is one that will be presented for a certain period of time, uh, but then it will disappear, and you will only have a choice to act on that opportunity within that window. Now, the opportunity may present itself again down the road, but it will not be in the same form or fashion. Uh, we joke about stocks, and, and uh, there's a couple guys in church that I joke about cryptocurrency with, and, and uh, there was an opportunity, as I saw it, to invest in some of those things. And it increased. And you could still buy that stock, though, but you can't get it back at that price. The price has increased, and now it's going to cost you more. And our lives are very much like that. Opportunities will come our way, and we'll have opportunity to seize or to make a decision, and we may be presented that opportunity again tomorrow or down the road, but it's going to cost us something a little differently the next time it presents itself. I believe as parents, one of the most obvious illustrations of opportunity passing by is our children. Right in front of our very eyes, they grow. And the time that we missed with them yesterday, or the time uh, that we didn't spend with them, or, or how we responded in an interaction with them, or how we chose to invest in their lives is something that we can never get back. We had that opportunity, and yes, you know what, my, my children are, are growing and getting older, and I'll have the chance tomorrow to interact with them, Lord willing, but it won't be the same opportunity that I had today. That time will, that will disappear, it'll, it'll move right in front of us, and, and we are all faced with opportunities just like this. You may have a chance tomorrow to ask somebody to forgive you, but will, what will it cost if you wait till then? 
First of all, you may not get the chance because it's certainly not guaranteed. But what if, what if it's just that one more day that causes them to say, I'm done with that person? Maybe it's that unconfessed sin in your life towards the Lord that you've had hidden and it's just been hindering that relationship with the Lord. You have opportunity to confess and to deal with that sin. Yet you ignore the opportunity or you miss out on the opportunity, whatever it may be, you make your decision. You may not have that opportunity tomorrow. The Bible tells us in James chapter 14, verse number 4, Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and vanisheth away. Would you turn to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse number 24? It's a very familiar poem that's been written. We're familiar with it. Only one life will soon be passed. You've probably heard this poem before, and there's a, there's a couple stanzas in the middle of this poem, and it reads like this. It says, Only one life, the still small voice, gently pleads for a better choice, bidding me selfish aims to leave and to God's holy will to cleave. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Only one life, a few brief years, each with its burdens, hopes, and fears. Each with its days I must fulfill, living for self or in his will. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 24, the Bible says, For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. We have limited opportunity in our lives, and it is in motion. There is one of the slowest opportunities that is presented to mankind is the opportunity for salvation. The Bible says that God is long-suffering toward usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He is long-suffering in this category of holding out His punishment and His wrath on our, uh, de- our, our deserving souls, which deserve an eternity in hell. An opportunity is presented for each and every one of us because He is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so time and time again, the Lord comes and He speaks to our hearts and He draws, him, uh, draws us unto Himself and, and He says, if you will but confess your sins, I will forgive. If you will call upon My name, you shall be saved. And he presents this opportunity time and time and time again. But I want you to know this morning, church, and, and, and folks that are visiting with us today, and, 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 and those that aren't members, and, and those of you this morning who are unsure about your eternal security, I want you to know this morning that that opportunity will not always be present. Behold, today is the day of salvation. Now is your opportunity. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. And if you've been pushing it off or if you've had doubts that have been lingering, I want to encourage you today to seize the opportunity. It is the golden opportunity. 
of all opportunities. It is the greatest that will ever be presented in your life. Don't be found in neglect of it. Don't be found with regret. For as you sow, that shall you also reap. If you choose to neglect Christ and His great gift of salvation, you will have to pay your penalty for sin. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the reaping. This is the second death. This is the penalty for your sin. Oh, how often will the Holy Spirit have to come and convict you and say, get it done, get it settled. How many times will that still small voice say, it's time to be saved? You're not guaranteed another opportunity. Seize the one you have. Believer, how many times will that still small voice have to convict of sin? How long will we not prosper in our Christian lives because of that hidden sin? He that covereth his sin shall not prosper, but he that confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. If you sow, you will reap. We have great opportunities in our lives. The Lord is looking for and presenting to His people opportunities for surrender, for service, for salvation. How will you respond to these opportunities? Oh, it'll come around again. I'll have another chance. Really? Will you have another chance? Brother Mike shared a testimony in the soul winning yesterday and about an opportunity that he had to speak to a young man. The Lord said, go speak to him, and he went and spoke to him. I don't know if he was young or not, but to a man. Just a matter of a couple weeks later, that man would be gone. If he had not acted on that opportunity, he would have never been able to have that conversation. We may not always know the end of the story when God tells us to speak to somebody or God tells us to act upon a conviction or God uh, uh, directs us down a certain path. We may not know why he's doing that. But we know we have the opportunity so wisely because these opportunities are in motion. You don't know when your path is going to cross again with these opportunities so wisely. If you sow to your flesh, you shall of the flesh reap corruption. But if you'll sow to the Spirit, you shall of the Spirit reap as well life everlasting. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 17, the Bible says, and the world passeth away, and the lust thereof but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Man, what a return on investment. 
If, if, if my opportunities are opportunities for me to sow and to reap, that if I, uh, if I invest in this life and that's all I'm concerned about, uh, the lust of this world, all the things that I looked at that I said were so important and they, they seem so critical for me to have, if that's all I'm investing in, they'll fade away. But he that doeth the will of God the person who is faced with opportunity and, and responds in obedience to the Holy Spirit's guiding and directing voice, that person will be reaping not just in this life, but for all eternity. Amen. What a return on investment. I often am convicted with this verse that the world fadeth away. But it seems so brilliant to me so many days. It's right there in my face. If I'm not careful and if I'm not guided, if I'm not submitted to the Holy Spirit, it is easy to become distracted by the things that are right in front of us. They have such brilliance. They have such attraction. They, they're, they're, so, uh, they're so enjoyable for my flesh. But they fade away. So I have an opportunity on a daily basis to present my body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is my reasonable service. Where I have a choice says, you know what, Lord, I'm just going to be surrendered to your will for my life today. Opportunity is in motion. I'd also like to make note today that opportunity is not guaranteed a return. Actually, let me rephrase that. Opportunity, that opportunity will never return. I have already hit on the fact that our children move and grow so quickly. I won't have the chance with the seven-year-old and 400, or 364 days as I will with the seven-year-old, well, now eight, 365 that day passed by and that opportunity with it. Today may be your last opportunity and it will not be always available. In John chapter 9, if you turn there, in John chapter 9, verse number 4, we see the Lord's response concerning opportunity that was, He was facing in His life. In John chapter 9, verse number 4, the Bible reads, I must work. Not just any work. The works of Him that sent me. Why? Because it's day. The night cometh when no man can work. Our opportunities are in a limited time frame. They're in a, in, in a, in a, in a, in a box, and we don't know the, the confines of that box. We don't know the boundaries of that box. Uh, but what we do know from the Word of God is that we have opportunity, and they are very limited, and we're not guaranteed that those opportunities will ever resurface again. Many of you have lost loved ones. Opportunity that you will never have again.
in this life. Many of you have been spoken to like I have. Hand that person a track or share the good news of the gospel with them and not been submitted to that Holy Spirit's voice. Opportunity that was lost. And opportunity that we'll never get back. This is also the principle of sowing and reaping. But it may just be that other people are going to reap along with you because of your lack of sowing. If the farmer of a large family back in the day wanted to feed his family, he needed to farm his land. If he didn't farm his land, it wasn't just that he didn't have a crop to harvest, his family didn't also, or also didn't eat because of his lack of sowing. There may be great consequence to your lack of obedience to the opportunity that is presented to you. How do you respond to your opportunity to the house of God? This last year proved a point, I think, to anyone who was paying attention, is that this is something we should not take for granted. That we need to be faithful to it and, and how important it is. And, and that a live stream is, is not anywhere near comparison uh, to coming into the house of the Lord and being able to fellowship and to worship and, uh, and to hear the preaching and, and to spend that time together. That there's something miraculous that God has uh, created in, in His order and His plan for us to gather together. And you'll have an opportunity this evening to be once here uh, again. You'll have an opportunity on Wednesday night to be here again. What will you do with that opportunity? You'll have an opportunity next week with special services that the Lord has guided our pastor and directed him to have. Revival services. Opportunity presented in our lives. How will you respond to that opportunity? Oh, well... We have excuses why we can't take advantage of an opportunity, don't we? But what we know about opportunity is that we can create scenarios where opportunity exists where it never did before. And just as sure as you have opportunity to attend church, you'll have opportunity not to attend church. It may be of your own creation, but you'll have that opportunity. We may say it's important, but how are we sowing and reaping? That is just one illustration of how obvious our opportunities are. You may not view it. For some people, uh, attending church is not an opportunity. It's already a, a foregone, foregone conclusion. Unless providentially hindered, I'm going. It's a done deal. But for others, it's an opportunity that a decision has to be made right in the moment. But what other opportunities are so similar to that? Your daily walk with the Lord? Is that not another opportunity? That if you miss today, you can't get back tomorrow? Oh, you can 
get with him tomorrow, but you missed. You went a day living in your own strength, in your own power, dependent upon yourself. And in that day, what other opportunities did you miss because you had not been in the presence of the Lord? We talked about that in our Sunday school this morning. The presence of the Lord in David's life. And how that brought courage in his life to go after Goliath. These opportunities may never return. Finally this morning, I want you to know that opportunity must be utilized in motion. Just because you seize an opportunity doesn't mean that it's going to stop for you to work with it. The opportunity is still moving by. Would you turn to Ecclesiastes with me in chapter number 11? Opportunities are a situation that presents itself and and you have to choose to improve upon it. As it presents itself to you, you have the option to to put work and effort into that opportunity. And and as you put that work and that effort into that opportunity, it begins to produce a result. That opportunity pays off. What you are sowing, you will begin to reap. But that opportunity won't stick around forever. So we need to be committed to the opportunities that were presented. We need to be dedicated to their cause. In Ecclesiastes chapter 11 and verse number 1, the Bible says, Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. This is in reference to farming, believe it or not. The Nile River is one of the most luscious areas of that whole area. (laughs) The Nile River floods every year. And it overflows its banks. Now they have irrigation systems and and pumps. And and I've been down the Nile River and I've seen farm after farm after farm of of pumps powered uh, by little gasoline engines. And uh, and people riding out in their little horses and their donkeys and these little mud carts and going out and filling up these little uh, pumps. And they they pump that water out of the Nile and they irrigate all their land. But they didn't have that whole uh, fancy system back in the day. And they would be dependent upon that water flooding over the Nile each year. And those farmers would get out in little boats. And they would actually cast their bread, the corn, upon the waters. They would throw it out on the water. They couldn't see where exactly they were planting, but they would throw this corn out all over upon the waters. Soon those waters would retract back within their borders, and that corn would fall into the ground. As a result, it would be hydrated. It would take root and produce fruit. Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. We all know you throw a little piece of bread in a duck pond, it dissolves and disappears and you're not getting it back. But there are opportunities in your life that you will have to cast out upon. If that farmer who was in this time period missed the flooding of the banks... And threw his seed out in that missed opportunity. He would also miss 
a great harvest. But as that opportunity presented himself, presented itself, he would get out on that water and he would work with what he had while he had it because he knew he had to put the effort in. It didn't matter if it was 10-hour days. It didn't matter if it was 12-hour days. It didn't matter if it was 16-hour days. I have got to get this seed out upon the waters. If I don't get it out upon the waters while I have the chance, then it's not going to follow the water streams back. It's not going to plant itself in the soil and I'm never going to get a harvest. I think a lot of times we look at opportunities in our lives as uh, just uh, a single situation, and we're like, oh yeah, I did that today. But what about the next day? And the day after it? Amen. Let's be faithful to respond to the opportunities that we're presented with time and time and time again. Amen. Amen. Because that water will recede. It will return back to its banks. Opportunity must be utilized in motion. And that means that we're going to have to exert some energy. Sacrifice of our time. If we're going to see the return that we want to see. If we continue here in Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse number 2, it says, Give a portion to seven, and also to eight, for thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. This is in reference of sowing again. Seven being a number of perfection. Hey, if you're going to give something away, give a portion of seven. Hey, you know what? Even better than perfection, better than a perfect gift, why don't you just go ahead and give eight? For thou knowest not what evil shall be upon this earth. You don't know the opportunity. You may never have a chance to give that. You may die and it all just be sitting in the bank and you didn't do anything with it anyway. You didn't invest in it. You didn't, you didn't utilize it the way that you should have. Give generously. Verse number three. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree fall towards the south or towards the north, in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. He that observeth the wind shall not, uh, he that observeth the wind shall not sow. And he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. <laughs> oh, if you've got your eyes on the wrong thing, opportunity is going to present itself. The farmer who's constantly saying, oh, it's going to rain today, too wet to get out in the fields, is going to miss the opportunity to plant. It's going to get too late into the season and, and, and that opportunity is going to be gone and you'll never, ever again uh, be able to get that seed in for that harvest. But the farmer who says, you know what? Skies are clear right now. I'm going to get out in the field while I can. It may only be for an hour, it may only be for 10 minutes, but I've got to get out and get something done because I know, I know it's going to rain eventually, but I've got to do something while I can. We have opportunity, and it's constantly in motion, and so it must be utilized in motion. Every chance you get, every opportunity that presents itself, seize to that opportunity, take advantage of it. And that's what he challenged the church there in Galatians chapter 6, as as ye have therefore opportunity, do good to all men. Oh, we are constantly faced with opportunity. Are we found in want? How are you reaping? 
how are you sowing? Uh, familiarity breeds contempt. Growing up, I heard it phrased another way that, way that familiarity breeds neglect. We have so many opportunities that I'm afraid we neglect them. We have so much prosperity, I'm afraid we neglect him. What are you doing with the opportunities that you are faced with in your life? I mentioned this morning, if you're in this room today and you're not sure that heaven's your home, today is your opportunity. Don't ignore it. Invest in it. Seize it. Maybe there's something that the Lord's been working on in your heart and your life. Maybe he's been calling out for you to surrender. Maybe he's been calling out for you to to serve him. Maybe he's been calling out in conviction of a sin. The Holy Spirit certainly knows better than I do, but you know that that opportunity has been presented to you. How will you respond to your opportunities? Parents of children in the room today, can I challenge you? Seize the opportunities that you have. Don't just tell your children what you expect of them. Take advantage of the opportunity that you have to be an example to them. Because that opportunity is quickly on the move. Be the example you ought to be. You know, when you start to think about opportunity and you you think about how it's in motion and It's not going to repeat itself and that I have to use it while it's in motion. You can easily become discouraged at all the opportunity missed. I want you to know that you still have opportunity at this very moment. There is always, as long as the Lord tarries his coming, a chance for you to turn it around to take advantage of the opportunity, to not neglect the opportunity that is presented to you. What opportunity is the Lord presenting to you? How will you respond? If you sow to your flesh, you shall of the flesh reap corruption. If you'll sow to the Spirit, you shall reap life everlasting. Would you bow your heads in prayer with me this morning? Lord, we are thankful for the opportunities that you present to us where you give us a chance through the speaking of your Holy Spirit's voice, through your patience, to respond to you. Lord, I pray that you would help us to take advantage of every opportunity we have to grow closer to you, to respond in obedience to you, to be a servant and a help to those who are around us. Lord, as often as we have opportunity, may we take advantage of doing good to all men. If you would stand with me this morning as the piano begins to play, if the Lord spoke to your heart.